How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees. Today we're discussing the recent reports coming out from Bob Nightingale of the USA Today regarding Manny Machado and the fact that he opted out of his 2023 uh, deal. I guess in 2024 he'll become a free agent. And that's kind of an interesting scenario for the Yankees who have a lot of money coming off the books after this upcoming season and could make a run to solidify the third base position for a very, very long time. Now Machado is looking for a deal in the range of $40 million per season. He wants $400 million over 10 years. That's more than Aaron Judge got, so the likelihood of him getting that is quite low. But, you know, a team is going to pay for him. He's 30 years old, in the middle of his prime, coming off another phenomenal season. So we're going to discuss that, kind of what the Yankees' future looks like in the infield and why it could make sense. Either that, or you look at Shohei Otani, who's going to be a free agent as well. Like, pick your poison. There's going to be some massive names. You're going to have teams like the Mets. You're going to have teams like the Dodgers. A lot of big money clubs looking to make a splash in free agency next year. And of course, the Yankees um, are known to be ones that have interest in these big players. Sometimes they don't go after them. Sometimes they do. These two guys, of course, could change the course of a season, if not a team, in the blink of an eye, whether it be one game or two games or a whole season or a playoff game or a playoff moment. So, you know, talking about these guys, they're they're organization changers. They they provide value that cannot be comprehended in certain occasions, in certain moments. But I will say this, Machado is a ridiculous talent. Otani, we know he's a unicorn. So I want to have a discussion with you, Ryan, about, you know, what are the likelihood of the Yankees making a run at either of those two guys, the money coming off the books and why it could be realistic for them to be a little bit, um, you know, aggressive in, in nature by trying to find a superstar to plug next season. Yeah, so uh, number one, Manny Machado is a superstar, just an absolutely phenomenal player. He is one of these players that um, he, he's already past the 40-war mark, uh, and he, he's entering his age 30 season. Guys, this is someone who, uh, quite frankly, is going to waltz into the Hall of Fame, uh, and he's going to do so rather easily. He plays in a ballpark like San Diego that is not inducive for home runs, and he still hit 32 last year. I cannot imagine what he would do in a ballpark that perhaps could do him a little better in the home run department. Um, you know, the strikeouts were up last year. It was a career high in strikeouts, but uh, quite frankly, I'll take that with the power he put up last year. And uh, he hits the ball ridiculously hard, right? Like, that's another big uh, component to Manny Machado. He knows how to hit the ball really, really hard. Um, and, you know, I want to see all his skills look this year in terms of raw power before, you know, he enters free agency. And then you go from there in terms of projecting how well he'll play uh, over the next 10 or so years. Uh, but Bob Mattingill said himself, the Yankees won't hesitate uh, to uh, pay Manny Machado if the Padres don't. Um, that's interesting to see that his name, their name thrown in with the Cubs, and the Mets, because if you asked me before, like, like a week ago, Hey, you know, will the Yankees sign Manny Machado this all season? Absolutely not. I think I have a bet with Nick, uh, about, uh, Manny Machado. I'm pretty sure I, I we have like $10 on Manny Machado. I'm not, I have $10 on Machado. I'm not signing with the Yankees. Um, I still don't think it's going to happen, but, uh, to everyone saying, you know, Oh, you know, the Yankees, they shouldn't sign Machado because they already have infielders. You know, this is a team that doesn't need to add another big contract. Um, I want the Yankees to win, and Manny Machado puts this team in a position to win a lot, right? Manny Machado uh, with the likes of Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo and Giancarlo Stanton and potentially a year or two of Anthony Volpe uh, that developed Oswald and Peraza. Um, I, I don't even know what to say, right? I Quite frankly, I can't even... I can't even wrap my head around that level of star power. Um, you know, the home runs would go up in the lineup. You would have a guy who, quite frankly, he has that cold-blooded assassin uh, type of uh, vibe to him because he's a superstar, right? You know, um, the Yankees, the one thing they lack is, you know, that just that 
unbelievable, like murderer's row type feel to their lineup, right? And I'm not saying that to say this team isn't good, saying that to say this offense stinks, saying that to say that Brian Cashman's awful, or any of those things. I'm saying it to say that this team isn't necessarily in a form where you can say this team's unbeatable. You give this team a Manny Machado, and suddenly this team has that unbeatable aura to them. Last year, they had that aura to them for a little bit, but you felt like a lot of the players that were contributing to that weren't going to sustain it all year, and that was the case. Jose Trevino was a big component of this offense, and he slowed down naturally, right? He wasn't going to be a one, like 130 WRC plus hitter. Uh, Matt Carpenter got hurt, and quite frankly, Matt Carpenter was not going to sustain a 200 WRC plus all season. If he was, the Yankees would have had first and second place in the MVP vote, most likely. Um, you know, uh, it felt like you just end up starting pitching as well. Like Nestor Cortez had like a sub two ERA for a while. Love Nestor. There is no pitcher in baseball outside, not even Jacob DeGrom, who's a true talent sub two ERA guy. Um, you know, you felt like Tylen was kind of overperforming. That came to fruition. Montas came in. It didn't work out. Severino got hurt. Like things that were going unbelievably well for the Yankees stopped going unbelievably well. You can actually curb that by just having superstars. Because when Manny Machado puts up a six-war season, that's expected. That's normal. When Aaron Judge, you know, hits, if Aaron Judge hits 50 home runs this year, you're not going to sit back and say, wow, he really overperformed this year. The Yankees are lucky they had that year from him. They're going to be like, yeah, it's Aaron Judge. He's, you know, probably the best hitter in baseball, right? You know, when Yoron Alvarez dumps the ball 455 feet into right field in the postseason for the Astros, people go, man, the Astros relied on Yoron. I don't know if they can do that next year. They go, yeah, that's Jordan Alvarez, right? You, you want star players on your team. And I think you can agree with me here, Alex. There's just that factor of, oh my God, if Manny Machado was a Yankee, right? That's that's really, uh, I think that that that's, should speak for itself, right? Um, you know, we can worry about the money later. It's not my money. Uh, it's not your money. It's Hal's money, right? So I have no problem spending it as much as possible. That's a good point. <laughs> I would love to spend as much as Hal's money as possible to have a good team. And you make a good point, right? Superstars smooth over a lot of vulnerabilities on a roster, whether it's pitching um, or offensive contributions. The Yankees lost to the Astros because they couldn't hit. Their, their pitching was fine. The starting pitchers got the job done for the most part. They just could not hit. They scored two runs in, in two of the four games, zero runs in one of them, and five runs in that fourth game that they ended up blowing the lead there. So you look at the actual results, and it everything points in the direction of they just didn't have enough hitters. And are we really going to rely on Josh Donaldson for the foreseeable future? God help me, I hope not. But this is the last season he's on this team. No matter what happens, he is gone after 2023. And that's 21. Well, if you if you include the vesting option, that's $29 million you're getting back um, in 2025 when that fully is gone. But you're getting about 21 to $23 million back this upcoming offseason. Well, rather, I guess the 2024 offseason. So if, if Manny Machado wants $40 million, you got 25 mil right there to allocate if you need. Now, the Yankees... Yankees already have a couple of long-term deals on on this roster, right? You're looking at Judge, you're looking at Rodon, you're looking at Giancarlo Stanton, DJ LeMahieu. Um, there's some guys, Garrett Cole, obviously, have really big long-term deals. But the Yankees are getting rid of a lot of players who are going to be making a lot of money. Um, obviously, like I said, Donaldson, Aaron Hicks eventually will be gone. The reason that they can do this and the reason that it, it's possible is because the infield is mainly going to be youngsters. Anthony Volpe, Oswald Peraza, those two guys making next to nothing allows them to spend big elsewhere. Their bullpen is composed of mainly guys who are not very expensive. You know, Ron Marinaccio, you look at Greg Weissert, you look at Johnny Brito maybe getting a chance, Randy Vasquez, Greg Weiss, uh, uh, Scott Efrost, rather, will be back next year. A lot, Michael King, how many of these guys are making next to nothing? Their bullpen is cheap. Their infield is cheap. 
Their starting rotation is probably the most expensive thing that they have on this team right now. Their outfield, Jason Dominguez eventually will be starting in center field or left field, wherever it is. They have Judge locked in long term. Oswaldo Cabrera is there. Elijah Dunham. We could have a lot of young players who will keep the cost down everywhere else, allowing them to spend big on a few superstar talents that can really elevate this team. You know, Garrett Cole's a superstar. You could make an argument Carlos Rodon could be a superstar. He's probably in between star and superstar, somewhere between there. Um, you know, of course, you have Stanton, who's one of the best sluggers in the game when healthy. But, of course, the injuries have definitely dampened his value in recent days. So the question is, would you rather go for Machado or Shohei Otani? If it's a 10-year deal, I think that's kind of a conversation to have. Of course, you have Giancarlo Stanton as a DH. Otani would be your everyday DH. And, um, you know, he's going to get paid, right? You're looking at, like, $50 million per season for Otani. But he's a unicorn. He's one of the best players in the history of the game. Which direction do you go here? Forty mil- Let's say $40 million per year for 10 years for Machado? Or do you go... $50 million for 10 years for Otani. I think it's definitely a conversation to have, but Otani could eventually transition to the outfield if he can't pitch any longer in the future um, or whatnot. But, it, you know, you kind of kill two birds with one stone there. What direction would you go if the Yankees were to make a choice in that kind of specific scenario? Oh, I mean, the, the answer to that question, in my opinion, is Otani. I think Otani is the best player in baseball, right? And, I, I mean, that's, that's just my – I think Shohei Otani, I think the world of Shohei Otani. I think every other franchise thinks the world of Shohei Otani, though. So I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate the Yankees – uh, entering the $50 million uh, market for Shohei, um, especially considering, yes, he's going to give up, you know, he's going to occupy two roster spots. But as you mentioned, one of those two roster spots are occupied by Giancarlo Stan. Um, and I don't want to pin this on Stan to make it seem like, oh, Stan's the reason why the Yankees can't get Otani. Um, but, you know, you traded for Stan, right? So, you know, you knew that you weren't going to have that DH spot open for a decent amount of time. Um, the Dodgers have a set DH. The Mets have a set DH. They're going to be more willing to just throw an unbelievable amount of money at Shohei Otani, and rightfully so. Go get your bag, brother. You have definitely earned it. Um, and quite frankly, I don't, again, I don't think the Yankees are going to get Manny Machado. I'm not sitting here saying the Yankees are 100% going to get him. It's a, they're the favorites. You should go into free agency thinking Yankees are going to sign Machado. I have no idea what this team looks like at the end of the year. If DJ Mayhew plays really well and Volpe and Peraza come up, why would the Yankees sign Machado? It kind of feels like it'd be like, for what purpose, right? Um, but they, I mean, they, at that point, you just kind of like look to the outfield market and try to get a big time outfielder, or you just try to trade for Reynolds, right? Like if, if you want to make a splash move. Um, but the way I view it is, uh, I, I'm not going to let anyone stop me from getting Machado unless said players limit you having a ridiculous 2023. Like he has to have like a 125 WRC plus, really good defense at the position. And they'll say, no, no, don't sign a third baseman. You don't need it. Go throw your money in the outfield, bring back some pitching, do what you got to do. Um, if he has the same year, the same year as last year, Bring in Manny Machado because you have to regress with the aging curve. You have to regress his WRC plus from that point forward. Um, another factor into this is Trey Sweeney, right? You know, we, we don't talk about Trey Sweeney a lot for two reasons. Number one, because, well, Peraz and Volpe are already here and, you know, he just kind of gets overshadowed. And two, because the Yankees already feel like they have second base and shortstop figured out, right? Because Volpe and Peraza should be the answer to that. What about third base, right? If Trey Sweeney go, comes out next year and he's in double A right now and he goes out, he has a strong double A, kind of explodes onto the scene the way Jason Dominguez did last year um, or Anthony Volpe did back in 2021, um, you know, he's going to be in triple A. Right? He's going he's gonna to have a shot to make the team next year. Right, If he's that good, the Yankees are not going to say, eh, we don't want to put him on the roster. We, we, you know, He's a left-handed bat, sure. He makes a lot of contact, sure. He gets compared to DJ LeMahieu a lot, sure. But we don't need a left-handed contact bat who could potentially hit a lot of home runs. Right, The Yankees are going to be like that. It's, you know, Sweeney could definitely play a role in this team going forward. Um, but at the end of the day, if you tell me you know, Manny Machado 
or you know um, a, the current version of LeMayu or Manny Machado or bank on Trey Sweeney, you're the New York Yankees. You 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 take Manny Machado there. Uh, I think you agree with me in the sense that um, you know when you have Aaron Judge in this big contract, people say the big contract should be a deterrent for Machado. They should be extra incentive to sign Machado or to sign any superstar. This isn't just a Machado thing in general. Um, Judge is not going to be in his prime forever. Garrett Cole's not going to be averaging 98 miles on his fastball forever. Giancarlo Stanton is not going to be hitting 120 mile per hour fast uh, line drives forever. And Carlos Rodon is not going to be a Cy Young candidate forever. You have those four guys doing their thing at the same time. You got to capitalize on that. You absolutely have to. We sign Machado. Their contracts are up in five years for Rodon and Cole. I believe Stanton as well. I have the uh, Fangraphs uh, payroll tracker here. The Yankees have, yeah, uh, Stanton. So Rodon and Cole are free agents at the same time. Stanton can be can have his club option decline for 2029, which Yankees would. It would be $28 million. No way they pick that up. Um, you know, you could open up three of your huge contracts there, and that's the last year of the judge deal as well. So if you sign Machado, it's, it's not as if you can't, you know, sign your Volpe or Peraza's or, you know, when they hit free agency because all that money's opening up too. Uh, so quite frankly, the Yankees' financial situation is a lot more flexible than people give it credit for. Um, you know, the Yankees in 2024 um, only have $178 million, I believe, committed to their payroll. Um, their estimated luxury tax payroll is 196 If they, you know, stick with the Steve Cohen tax being their, uh, you know, their uh, – luxury tax or their salary cap there they're gonna have nearly a hundred million dollars to work with they can need you know it's not like they're not gonna have money yeah so that's the main point that's uh, that's after arbitration as well mind you so you're looking at substantial money and that's also assuming that Gleyber Torres is still on the roster and we think he's going to be traded um and that's 10 million probably more than that right there and you're replacing it with Volpe or Peraza which is basically you're not paying them anything at all so you can tack on an extra 10 million onto that as well you know there's a lot of different things the Yankees can do here um and they're going to have to commit to some of their youth with that in mind you know if they commit to the youth and bring in a couple superstars they can survive the ups and downs of a rookie or a second-year player, and I think that's kind of a, a good strategy and a good method to go by because these rookies, these youngsters, have a ton of potential regardless, so I'm definitely excited to see what they do. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below on Manny Machado, Shohei Otani, if you think this is even a possibility. The numbers make sense. They could go after a big name like that. It definitely supports... Um, that possibility, but again, it depends. If the Yankees want to go with more of a conservative route, you know, plug positions with competitive but not superstars, maybe like a slightly above average players, really go for it all and get the big names. But as always, my friends, make sure to like and subscribe. Tons of content coming over the next couple of days as spring training nears on, uh, I think, what what is it, Thursday or something like that, the 24th. We got games starting, so definitely exciting. I'm really, I'm really happy for baseball to be back. I know you guys are too, so appreciate all the love, and we'll be back here on Fireside Yankees tomorrow.